Hello and welcome to the Yoga with the Moon podcast. My name's Sean, and in this episode, I'm speaking to an amazing aromatherapist called Simone Stevens. And we recorded this interview a little while ago when we came up with the idea for her to come and do a members only workshop at Yoga with the Moon for us all about aromatherapy and how essential oils can support you in your health and well-being in a million different ways. She is super knowledgeable and so lovely. I am super excited for Sim's workshop and I hope you really enjoy this episode. I'm here with Sim from Senses by Sim. Nice to see you. Hi, Sean. Nice Hi. to see you too. Um, so we met at a moon circle in Brighton. Yes. Way back when. Yeah, it must have been like a year ago. I want to say it was a year ago. I feel like everything was a year ago because of COVID, but we're going to yeah, go with that. Yeah. Some, sometime <laughs> way back when. Yeah, and uh, we added each other on Instagram. We've been friends ever since. Yeah, so bizarre how that always happens. Isn't I know. It? I love. I love it. I love that about moon circles. When you rock up and you meet like-minded women, you, I always come away with some really cool friends. Yeah, my coolest friends come from. Oh, I'm going to take that as a massive compliment then. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I think actually that moon circle that we met, I met some other people that I've stayed in contact with as well. Yeah, I think so. I think we've got a nice um, nice little community vibe going from that one. It was cool. Yeah, definitely. Oh, Cool. I love it. Bit of moon magic. Absolutely. Um, so you are an aromatherapist aren't you? I am yes. Exciting (laughs) tell us about your particular brand of magic my love. So um, aromatherapy is yeah my magical power (laughs) as I like to call it Um, and I have been really interested in plants and all sorts of the wonderful things that they do since I was like a little kid basically Amazing. Um, so I used to you know do all the classic things like make rose water and you know my own perfume when I was really oh, little oh that's so um, sweet <laughs> I love how you like the classic things I'll be honest I did not do that oh I, I feel I like don't know how to do it the basic stuff um started very young yeah very young just had my own little production like um yeah used to yeah make the rope make rose water um I used to absolutely just love pretending I was making potions yeah um so much so that um a neighbor once asked my mum if I was okay because she would often see me on my window ledge with all my little bottles and like mixing oh, things oh. up like late at night. I was like, <laughs> oh god. Yeah. You know, I, um, I mean I don't think that's weird. I don't know that you need to ask if someone's okay from that. I think we're benchmarking in quite a different place maybe on what, what we think weird is. But I yeah. Think- pretty standard now especially on a full moon you'd just be there well exactly yeah I think the problem was I was like seven 
not sure if you're aware, but your daughter's been hanging out at the window ledge. <laughs> yeah. Offered, yeah, like, and absolutely would always be, you know, we had a cat, a black cat, which would often, I would be forcing to stay with me <laughs> whilst doing those things. So, yeah, I was pretty convinced I, was, I had some sort of magical powers from a young age. But, yeah, so then my interest um, just grew. I really um, loved um, the idea of using like essential oils in skincare um, and my other job that I do has been working for um, a PR agency in um, beauty mainly which has kind of also just really helped yeah. you know um, nice and linked together yeah and I've, met, I've worked on some amazing like organic and natural skincare brands so that's um, you know just really helped me learn even more about essential oils and what, how wonderful they are so yeah I decided that I needed to stop kind of dabbling myself and just you know go and get qualified and start doing it properly so Do the thing yeah so that's how it all happened and I absolutely love it because now I feel like I am that person that I wanted to be when I was seven. Oh my god that's so amazing like how how often does that actually happen where you actually become the person you wanted to be when you I know well yeah because I had to um once ask my mum I can't remember what it was for now but I think it was for a fancy dress costume you had to come as what you wanted to be when you grew up so I rang my mum and said oh you know, what did I used to say I wanted to be? Because I can't really remember. And she said, oh, what? You were always saying you wanted to be a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, not a witch. And she said, no, no, you were quite clear because wizards were definitely more powerful. <laughs> like, oh, my God. My God, how much very determined. You, like, all of the things that we're taught as a kid as well and how all the fairy tales are all about, you know, the disc was about men, and that's so Absolutely. interesting. I know. So I went to that party as a wizard. <laughs> wow. That's just so cool. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's kind of how I got into it. And... Yeah, so now I, um, so the way that I um, do aromatherapy is I um, either do it through the form of massage. So I've also um, learned how to do body massage, which is obviously such a lovely, indulgent way of working with essential oils. So I love that. So do you, and, um, when you're doing massage, are the essential oils like on your skin or in the room or, you know, diffused so, or both? So I would make up a bespoke blend for the client. So it's normally based on, you know, quite a big consultation. So um, not to do all the boring stuff, but you do have to. I don't find it boring. That's um, interesting. Uh, some people are like oh I didn't realize it was all that complicated but I think this is one of the reasons why I decided that I wanted to be qualified because it is quite complex and if you use the wrong oils it it can be quite bad I suppose yeah word um so yeah obviously some oils will not work well with people who have particular 
um, you know, um, illnesses or issues or, or on certain medications. These are all things that you massively have to consider. And I think I we just, kind of trivialise the power of plants as well, don't we? Until absolutely. you think about, so the, the biggest um, reference I have is when you're on um, the contraceptive pill and you can't take St. John's St. wort. Yeah. And you never really think St. John's wort is a plant, it's a herb, right? So Yeah, and it's super powerful. Yeah. And yeah, then if you exactly. think about it the other way around, if someone says to you, oh, um, use this herb, it will make you feel better or have this effect on your body. A lot of the time we kind of trivialise that and think, oh, as if kind of that can't, it's just a plant. But if you're told, yeah, absolutely. if you're told it the other way around, don't take it because it will, it will stop your contraceptive working. You're like, oh, OK, completely believe it. It's really bonkers, isn't it? Yeah, it absolutely. It is mad. And I think I see it so often. You know, people will say to me, oh, you know, I use aromatherapy. I've got, you know, a diffuser and all this. And I'm, and they're like, oh, you know, how much should I put in my diffuser? And I'm like, well, you know, rec- it depends on the oils, but I'd always recommend between four and eight drops, you know, if the water's full. Yeah. And people are like, what? I put basically half a bottle in. And I'm like, that in the air will be doing so much to you. Like, I'm surprised yeah. you aren't unconscious or <laughs> depending <laughs> on what it is. But, um, you know, there's some people be like, oh, yeah, I'm quite sleepy. It's like, well, because you're like literally ODing on yeah. oils, which is totally possible. So, yeah, so I think that's for me one of the reasons I wanted to be qualified because I just wanted to know that you know, I could speak with authority about it and, you know, make the best recommendation. So yeah, all the oil blends I create are bespoke for the client on that day. So, you know, it might be that one client comes to me and one week they have a particular blend for how they're feeling that day and they come back a month later and it will change because, you know, their situation's changed or how they want to feel has changed. So, yeah, so I love it because, you know, you can really work with people on, you know, um, you know, just making them feel amazing. Whether that's, you know, mentally, physically, you know, just through wellness. Um, that's the other magical thing about the, uh, the plants is um, essential oils are so good for, you know, both healing the inside, but also... Um, really working with your um, emotional state as well so you know lots of oils do things to your brain as well so like they're so amazing on so many levels um that's why I just love it I think they're just you know it's just magical so yeah I get very excited about it um so do you blend that um so someone comes to you for a massage do you blend it ahead of time or do you blend it there with them on the day no so what I'd normally do um is absolutely blend it there with them on the day because I like people to um kind of smell each of the oils individually and then I normally like um kind of waft them under their nose like yeah. together so that they know they're going to like the blend because you know some of the oils are really powerful like the smell and it can be a yeah. bit overbearing so chamomile for example 
um, although lots of people drink it for tea, and that smell is quite, um, you know, it's quite unusual, but it's quite light. Yeah. In an essential oil form, it is super strong. And some people are just like, whoa, no way am I having that on me. And you want them to go away, you know, thinking about the oils in a really lovely, positive way. So you want the blend to be something that they're going to lay there and enjoy. So, yeah, so I always do it with the clients there. But I will always ask beforehand if I can, you know, have you got any dislikes when it comes to scents you know some people really hate floral things some people mm-hmm. really hate citrusy things um and obviously yeah like if I can get any details ahead of time on any medication or stuff so I know what I can't use on them and that's really helpful as well um but yeah and sometimes people really surprise themselves they're like oh I don't really like you know um floral things say and then you know I'll put lavender in and they're like oh I hate lavender so oh well that's that's in there and they're like no um so yeah it's really interesting and I think again I think people um underestimate that you know obviously essential oils is the essence of the plant so it's really potent it's really strong so things what like what does that mean the essence of the plant so how do how are they I might be getting too technical here no no how are they um, how do they get made like so it's through a process of a distilling so a bit like you do with alcohol um and it would be um you know quite a lengthy process and huge huge amounts of that part of the plant have to be distilled to make a tiny tiny amount of essential oil so that just kind of gives you an idea of the potency um and that's why they're so powerful and why you should only use them in, you know, a small droplet. Um, so, yeah, so I can't remember. It's something crazy, like, you know, to make, you know, a, well, I can't remember, it's something like 10,000 tonnes of lavender makes, like, you know, 100 mils of oil or something. So it's huge, like, vast amounts. Um, and that's why some oils can be quite expensive to buy. So things like rose and jasmine, it takes so much more. And obviously those are um, plants that, you know, are higher priced anyway yeah. um, to farm. So, you know, and then things like lavender are quite reasonable and they can be farmed in huge big batches and um, in, in several climates. So they're a bit more cost effective. So, again, that's why things are different. But, yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was based on like the popularity rather than the process of making it. Didn't even occur to me. Yeah, no, the process um, is pretty, pretty mad. And yeah, Yeah. and then some of them will be process of distilling is slightly different. Um, It will involve like alcohols and balms rather than just water distilling, and then that puts the price up of the oils as well. So again, this is why I'm always like really careful about the oils that I buy and use on clients because, you know, you really want to know where they've come from Mm -hmm. and how they've been made and, you know, where the plants were harvested. Um, You know, just so that you, you know, you know, just in case something happens and you need to get you know, more information about that particular oil, you, you know, again, you can kind of, confident that you can trace it back 
that particular so, batch like yeah, yeah absolutely so um yeah you should always look for oils that have batch numbers and um tell you where they've been made so that's why I tend to tell people to avoid you know buying oils that seem too good to be true as in you know I was gonna say so you have a a favorite (laughs) brand don't you I absolutely love Tisserand um they are they're the products that I trained with and for me just the information that they give you with each product is so valuable so with every bottle you get a huge information leaflet all about the oil um you know all its uses do's and don'ts which I just think you know is amazing in itself Mm. um the quality of the oils is always amazing and um you get your batch number and you can trace it back and you know their website is really useful it's got loads of information I've just found for me they it, they really work you know and they're and they're reasonably priced I think for the quality um so if you buy a cheaper oil um what what kind of what are you missing out on so apart from the lovely information booklet and all of the care that goes into it in terms of kind of health health wise if you're you know inhaling or putting onto your skin oils that are potentially not produced in such a quality controlled way what are the risks around that Mm. so uh yeah there's obviously quite a few you obviously don't know but it's actually that plant or that it is it hasn't been watered down or um you know or it might be mixed with high quantities of other things like alcohols and preservatives and it's not pure um you know and obviously if you're using it for you know therapeutic reasons like putting it on your skin or it's to treat a how you're feeling or a condition then you're not gonna probably see the benefits at all and if anything you might be putting yourself at risk so for me I always say you know lots of people say oh well you know I picked up these oils they were a pound each and in the yeah. market or something I'm like oh god you know I think you know it's like with anything you kind of pay for get what pay, you pay, what for, you pay yeah. for yeah absolutely and you know it would be great if you know you could get oils like massively cheaply of course but I think you know once you've done your research and you know like the process of how they're made and you know all of that then you you should be looking for something that's more quality over quantity yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, is there um, a sustainability issue as well? So if you go with the more well-known brands, do they have more of a um, responsible approach to farming, potentially? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you know, and I think more of a spotlight has been put on that more than ever in the last few years, particularly, um, you know, for those brands that are, big enough to not just be used by professional aromatherapists but you know they have products in retailers and things as well so yeah I think you know um and those that have batch numbers and all that information you can normally check you know what their sustainability policy is and what they're doing so yeah I didn't know that that you can you can literally track it back to like where it was grown um yeah 
Amazing. So if you've got the batch number, most of the brands uh, that I've come across will do that. So another really good one is um, Base Formula. Um, they also do, you know, huge amounts of information on the batches and where they came from. And it's really great. And I just think, you know, particularly if you're a bit like me and a bit geeky about it or you want to know where it's all come yeah, from. you can tell um, from my questions that I'm also that way. How do they make <laughs> those? Where do they come from? <laughs> no, it's really cool. Yeah, no, it is really interesting. And I think, yeah, as soon as you know that, you're like, oh, no, it makes sense. That's why, you know these oils are more expensive or they should be, you know, the quality ones are a bit more expensive. And, you know, and also I think, you know, then for me, I'm like, well, then I really want someone who knows what they're talking about to be using them because, yeah. you know, this is, it's not as kind of airy fairy as I thought. So I think, again, that was why, you know, when I started looking into qualifying as an aromatherapist, I was a bit horrified that, you know, over the years I've had all these lovely aromatherapy treatments and massages and facials with oils. And I didn't know that they might not have been qualified or actually know about oils. And suddenly I was like, wow. And actually that isn't regulated at all. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? It's not regulated. Going back to that that point we made about... um, St John's Wort and trivialising plant remedies and you think pharmaceuticals is regulated so heavily obviously Mm. Um, but the fact that you can take herbal remedies that clearly have an impact on your your physical well-being and your mental well-being and Mm. that's not regulated at all I know. So yeah, so just on that. So um, I should say quite clearly that you shouldn't ever put um, essential oils onto your skin neat. Mm-hmm. That, you know, the potency. Straight out of the bottle, you mean? Yeah, it's yeah. way too high. Yeah, so they should always be mixed in a carrier oil. And carrier oil, I mean, um, that's normally like a, um, a plant or a, um, sorry, not a plant, a nut or a vegetable oil so you might use grapeseed or coconut oil or something so if you're having a massage you they would always mix it with a carrier if you're using it for facial or you know something nice or you're making them at home yourself then you definitely need to always mix them in something else mm-hmm. that um, counts for um if you're putting it in the bath as well doesn't it yep yeah so anywhere that you know you're gonna your skin's gonna absorb it basically so obviously if you're putting it in your diffuser Mm -hmm. you're mixing it with the water um and often if you're and you're using it in a rollable or a spray it would have been diluted with the carrier oil or um in a spray probably something like witch hazel or rose water or distilled water um basically it always needs to be diluted and that is because of the potency so when you're talking about the fact that it's not regulated it is it does seem a bit crazy doesn't it so yeah especially for things like when when you start looking online and or something comes off on Instagram for example which I know you know nothing on Instagram is regulated anyway (laughs) but it I did not know that you shouldn't put drops of essential oil straight into your bath until very very recently because 
all of these things that you see people posting online tend to be and add a couple of drops of lavender to your bath not mix it with a carrier oil first mm, yeah. <laughs> like none of that yeah, is... absolutely and you know that you know you're not the first and you won't no. be the last you know um but yeah and I think and I think the other the other thing that we come up against is particularly now with things like you know social media and is that there's very different um guidelines and regulations to things like the use of essential oils across the globe. So, you know, it's obviously not regulated here, but, um, you know, if you're seeing a good aromatherapist, they should be qualified and they should be insured under a, you know, professional body. Mm -hmm. Um, And you should be able to ask about all of that when you book a treatment with them or buy a product from them. Um, But then the flip of that in the US is, it's literally a free-for-all there's nothing you know nothing going going on at all so much so that over there they encourage people to drink essential oils which is just insane and then you know at the other end of that we've got in France to be able to administer um, essential oils you have to be a qualified doctor Wow. So it's like literally. That's yeah. such a huge, huge exactly. spectrum of difference. And that's why it's so confusing, you know. Um, so, that's yeah. Amazing. I, think, I don't have to be a doctor. Yeah. So yeah. I think, I can't remember what the figures are, but I think, yeah, there's only like so many thousand aromatherapists like qualified aromatherapists in France because you have to be qualified at doctor level and you would almost prescribe essential oils this is really interesting and there are quite a few people in this in the UK who want to push for that to happen here so hopefully not if you're already qualified yeah (laughs) because I'm not sure I can you know just stop everything come and have a doctor seven years of university later yeah but I mean I it's get extreme, it I, do, isn't it? I, I know I feel understand. really strange about that because I'm like I get it from our conversation I do get get that um but on the other side of it I would be absolutely comfortable and feel totally safe with you administering aromatherapy mm. for me even though you're not a doctor so it's yeah. really it's an odd one, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, so it is. And I think, you know, I absolutely think as long as you are, you've got, you know, a qualification to say you've met a standard, yeah, that means you know, you, you know the complexities of these oils and, you know, what you can and can't do with them and that you're, you know, doing correct consultations with people. I think, you know, then that's fine, you yeah. know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, th- I would say probably being a doctor is a bit extreme, but I also then think you shouldn't be telling people to drink them either. Yeah, um, not, I mean, which, not ideal, don't drink No, it. so, and again, I always get asked about that because people are like, oh, but I, my friend drinks them and she got me some and I've been drinking peppermint oil every morning. Oh, my word. You know, and I hear this so often. And um, You know, I've seen yeah. that online, actually, like, put a drop of this. Yeah, I've seen it and thought that's that's a bit weird. Yeah, I don't I think mean, I'd want to do that. 
I won't call out the brands that do it because I'll probably get sued. But (laughs) um, it's, yeah, it's particular brands that have kind of brought that in and shouldn't have. It's not something that you add to your food. Like, how it's like, make a smoothie and add this or add this to the top of your salad. It's like, surely there's something in my brain that goes... Yeah, but so many people don't. And I think, again, it just goes back to like how I explain it normally is. So think about, you know, that I've just explained to you that the oils are so potent that you can only use them in small drops. They can't, they have to be diluted to go to penetrate your skin. So the fact that you're drinking them neat, does that not make you think, no? And also, you know, things like, you know, I always use ginger and black pepper as a really good example because, you know, black pepper that you put on your food is not yeah. the same as black pepper oil. And I think people really find, find that hard to kind of distinguish between. I didn't even know that black pepper came as an oil. Yeah, it's actually oh. very nice. But again, it doesn't smell anything like you'd expect it to. It's really, really good oil, actually. I love working with it. Um, same with ginger doesn't really smell like the ginger you would probably have at home yeah but again I can see why people struggle to then go well why wouldn't a drop of this in my drink hurt because I I, you know I would chop up ginger and chuck it in a smoothie or but it's just you know thinking about these are not food standard oils these are not you know not in their raw form they're in their form of essence which is even yeah yeah it's been literally treated yes so much that it's so strong so yeah for me that is yeah I often have to tell people off don't eat that just don't Don't, eat it (laughs) yeah don't don't get black pepper oil and just drink it like a drink you know yeah I mean I find it bizarre because I've never obviously done it but it definitely has been when you're being yeah when you're being told by yeah because I've actually considered whether that was a sensible thing to do because I, it's something that, you know, I'm watching a video or listening to someone's Ooh. podcast and they're like, you know, add this to your salad. And I thought, I mean, okay, but I don't, I'm not going to because I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, and they, and they, prob- the people that do do it probably have their arguments for why it's okay. I haven't come across any evidence myself because, you know, I've been keen to know what the reasoning behind that is, but I haven't really come up against much that kind of proves me wrong at the moment. So, you know, I'm happy to be proved wrong if there's some research to back it up. But from all the training I've done, all the books I read, all the, you know, other qualified aromatherapists I speak to or follow or know about, you know, you just it's just a massive no yeah don't you've do got it. To, yeah you've got to be careful enough of it on the skin let alone internally within you so just yeah. don't drink it so yeah um but yeah hopefully you know at some point we will be able to get some sort of regulations or you know stronger guidelines in the UK that will kind of help yeah. stop standards. that happening because yeah. yeah it could could potentially make someone quite ill so yeah especially if it's not a reputable brand of oil as well like you, as well, yeah, you, say, you have it. no idea really what's in it 
exactly so yeah it's really oh scary yeah it's all a bit yeah as I said it gets really complicated I've learned so much in this conversation already oh good yay um I've also seen on your Instagram that you like making candles and bath salts my favorite things so what products do you make and how do you go about picking what you're going to do and how, how do you work with stuff like that so I've been quite intuitive with my products I think um so um particularly since lockdown because obviously me physically giving treatments became pretty difficult because we weren't allowed and you know some people are still really you know not comfortable with it so lots of people have been opting for aromatherapy through products rather than um, uh, physical treatment so um, the candles came about because actually following on probably not long after seeing you at the moon circle I was really keen to start doing a bit um, more myself with you know working with the lunar cycles and um, just really like nailing down my intention setting because I was a bit flaky with it so um, I started off by creating um, an intention candle which I just loved you know and it really it really was just a nice way of you know sitting down and focusing um and all the oils that I put in it I chose because they they are good for helping set intentions um and then my beautiful as well your candles are so gorgeous oh my god they look amazing they're not just you know this is a candle you've proper it looks proper designed as well it's so gorgeous so funny you should say that because I've actually um will have some different ones coming soon um and just slightly tweaked you know the little tins and things just now because I've you know got um bit had a bit more time to do it all but yeah then it just kind of went all oh, my friend was like oh I want one and then um you know then my friend started doing her own moon circles and you know everyone there just she was burning one there and then suddenly the next one I went to I had to like make a massive batch of I saw one. that I was so, so pleased for you guys I was, thought it was amazing yeah so, so lovely. I just kind of grew from there and then Obviously, yeah, I've just then sort of started doing things that I get asked most frequently for because then I just think, you know, it's there ready, it's more available. Um, So I often get asked for things for sleep. Yeah, Um, I bet, especially recently, but everyone's a bit stressed. Yeah, so, you know, pillow sprays seem to work really well for that. Um, but also, yeah, just um, the bath salts. So, um, again, I kind of started doing those as gifts. And then other people that I'd gifted them to were like, oh, can I get some for friends and Christmas presents? And they've kind of become quite a nice thing of mine now. So that I call them the goddess bath soaks because they are pretty indulgent. They're gorgeous um, as well. Like Again, you just you make everything so beautifully it looks oh, it looks you. gorgeous as well as obviously having all of those huge aromatherapy benefits really yeah. beautiful so aesthetically that, yeah. oh, thank you yeah so I want them to look you know part of be part of the experience you know if you're yeah. treating yourself to a super luxurious bath then it want you want it to look nice so yeah so they normally have a whole um 
they all have a whole aromatherapy treatment in them. So when I say a whole treatment, it's the exact same amount of oil you would have if you had a massage. So it's super wow. indulgent. Yeah. So you need to like kind of take a good hour out to lay in the bath and really yeah. soak it all in. Um, and they and that will be uh, blended with um, salts, you know, Dead Sea, Epsom, Himalayan pink salts normally. And then, you know, lovely petals. So I normally do rose and lavender if it's um, for kind of like de-stressing. If it's one for sleep, I put chamomile flowers in there and that looks so beautiful in the bath. And then, yeah, it can be a bit messy trying to get it all out at the end, but it's so worth it because it just looks and it will make you feel amazing. So, yeah, I love making those because I always know when I send them out that that's going to make someone feel really special for that hour. So it's always really sweet to be asked to date though. So, so yeah, so... um, I've got a few new things that I'm um, going to make in the next few weeks. Um, So I will continue to have my intention candles because they've been really popular and I think they're lovely. Um, I think they're pretty special as well, aren't they? They're very specific. um... Yeah, and and that's kind of what I've then kind of gone with. so another thing that I've been asked a lot about recently is oils to help with um, manifesting. Cool. Yeah. So I've got a lovely blend for that, which I'm gonna, which I've been trying out with a few people, and the feedback's been amazing. So that is also going to become a candle. Oh, amazing! Um, and I just thought, you know, those things are lovely if you are taking the time out to, you know set your intentions or do your manifesting and you know you've got a candle there to really help you focus yeah it to me that just makes it really special then super special and it turns it I think stuff like that makes it more of a ritual and a ceremony but in a really kind of um low effort on the consumer part not on your part well low effort kind of way so if you're going to send a candle and and all you've got to do is light it and you've put in all of that work and beautiful effort in to make it this gorgeous candle that's going to help with your yeah. intention setting your actual ritual is it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that yeah, exactly. and yet it's even more magical than if you just lit a standard tea light so yeah. I, I love that yeah love that. so um that's definitely the idea so all the oils have been chosen because you know they're great for clarity and you know visualizing and all the lovely things that you need to help you manifest really well so yeah so that's definitely how I'm going to keep going with it I feel like it's just intuitive you know these tiny little crazy brainwaves that come to me really for things that I want I suppose um just seems to be working yeah um that's just been so lovely for me so um you know and then what I tend to do is make one for myself and see how it goes and then I'll normally make a few for like friends and just to get their feedback and if it's all good then I'll stick them on my Instagram and normally people other people want them so it's just been so lovely but I'm really keen to sort of 
start you know making more products for people because I just feel like it's such a lovely way of you know treating people particularly at the moment when you know things are a bit uneasy and people might not necessarily want physical treatment yeah it's a lovely way of doing um, it at home you can cut the ripples of your actions kind of reach a bit further I suppose whereas you, you know you can make I don't know, 10 candles in the same amount of time as it takes you to do one treatment, one in-person treatment. So it it feels a bit more like you're reaching more people and then those people will then go on to have, you know, a better day or a better lunar cycle. Yeah, that's a really nice way of thinking about it. Yeah, and then the people they come into contact with will... Spread the love, yeah. No, that's nice, actually. I like that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm just, you know, constantly thinking, I must put all this on the website, and then... Oh, the techie bit, car. Oh, yeah, and I'm not great at that. So, I mean, I'd love to say, oh, and you can go and see all this on my website, but it is coming, I promise. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's the hard bit, I think, is getting the technology to work. You think, oh, yay, this is really cool. My idea works really nicely. And then how do I get that out to people? And even simple things like, you know, online booking tools and all of that. Oh, yeah. Just you think it should be easy. But that, yeah. that's a stumbling block, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. And particularly probably, you know, in, like, I'd say, this industry. Yeah, yeah. But where, you know, I feel like I speak to lots of people who are keen on, like, helping and healing people whether that's through aromatherapy or circles or coaching yeah. or you know and then it's like I just want to do that I don't want to think about <laughs> the website yeah, and, the blooming website you know, I don't want to do the media admin. campaign yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but I do know I've got to the point where you know it's probably not ideal just to be dming people back all the time so which I do love I love a chat on a dm yeah. so um, feel free anyone to drop me a, a shout um, yeah. yeah I do need a website so I am slowly in the background working on it that's really yeah. cool I was going to ask you actually about about that in terms of because um, you were saying when you when you produce your products um, it's often when people ask for them and I was going to ask if you had like a stock or how would so you find out I what had, you already had yeah. available so um I do always have like a stock of the basic stuff that I do so like candles I love how you describe it basic I have I know, sorry. anything basic it's come from you to be <laughs> honest that would be the last word I would sorry. use yeah all right my my usual product the line, usual. Yeah. So yeah like the candles and the sprays um and the bath soaks um yeah those I have normally all the time um but yeah then the new stuff that's coming I've got plans to do some batching of those in the next few weeks and hopefully they will then um you know be available via the website to easily purchase but yeah at the moment people just tend to drop me a line on Instagram um you're pretty good on Instagram to be fair 
yeah it's not, so it's not difficult to get hold of you and say oh, no and please. yeah <laughs> exactly yeah so and normally you know I can get them out to people pretty quickly but yeah also um if people want something totally bespoke um you know I, de- I often get people message me and say oh you know this is I feel like this or this is wrong or you know um, and that I can totally do as well, um, just depending on obviously um, how serious it may be or what it might be. Sometimes I might need to just like jump on a call with someone and chat it yeah. through like a bit of a consultation or I can send them a form um, and then, yeah, then come back to them with some suggestions of products that might help with, you know, help them um, awesome. and then obviously go from there. So, you know, all the things you would get face-to-face with me if you came for a treatment I can do online as well so that's been really helpful it's really cool um, do you sell yeah. um, essential oils like could we just buy essential oils through you or would you signpost us to Tiss Around I would yeah definitely say um, you can go to Tiss Around directly for them um, they some of the oils um, are only available to those people that are qualified so but they're like the ones that probably not many people would be dabbling with um (laughs) alone but um but yeah and they also have loads of ugly like pre-blended stuff which I love as well um but yeah so anything I make is often with their oils I would say you know like 99% of the time I'm using their oils so um but yeah if you want something um blended for something um really targeted then obviously I would I could do that but if you're just looking for you know I love lavender and peppermint and I just want to pop those in my diffuser occasionally then absolutely go to them and just get them directly so yeah I know I um I messaged you the other day so go I've got a migraine help me (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah yeah and that was amazing you were like like literally quick and easy put some lavender and rosemary in your diffuser and go sleep and it worked a treat amazing great I'm so glad I love it when I hear that people it actually works because I do like you were saying I think people just think oh she's a little bit woo woo she's just but you know all this stuff right when you try it and I, I'm a big fan of experiencing stuff yourself. So I wouldn't necessarily, whilst I am geeky and I would always ask how and why and what for, I only kind of ask that if I've experienced it and it works. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. So with regards to migraines as well, my boyfriend would normally, we looked up um, reflexology on the internet and we found the little bit on your toe that you rub to make um, your migraine Migraine. go away and it was the most bizarre thing it was that that particular migraine when he was when he was here with me because he wasn't here with me the other day which is why I was like I really need something (laughs) help me I can't rub my own toe oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. and it was it's amazing these things yeah how on earth does that work because it sounds woo woo it sounds like completely made up but then when it actually works for you it's a whole different thing and I absolutely swear by that now like reflexology 
mad I just think oh, yeah. how amazing is that and how and what, what's the other thing that's that's magic like osteopaths as well they're like um if you've ever seen them work on babies yeah they just they look like they're just touching the baby's head and it yeah. somehow <laughs> no the reflexology yeah definitely like blows my mind yeah but even more than plants <laughs> like, it's mad I just, isn't it I can't understand I love it I absolutely love it but I just think how do you know that, that part of the foot does something yeah random in another part of the body and you know I've known reflexologists who can just look at people's feet and you know be be able to tell them you know if they need the toilet or not just by looking because of particular that is to me is real magic yeah amazing but yeah and I think it's that thing isn't it you've just got to be really open-minded to Mm. try these things particularly if you're in a place where you know you've tried everything else and you know you've got to give it a go oh it saved me on so many occasions wee wee stuff I mean my wheat intolerance was not diagnosed by um the GP because it because I'm not um allergic you know I'm not intent I'm just intolerant it's not like an intense uh, physical reaction from That's their point really of view I mean yeah. it was intense from my point of view so I went and um, saw um, honestly to this day I don't actually know what it's called but it it was it, to do with um, my meridian lines was it a kinesiologist no kinesiology no I learned yeah. about that recently as well yeah so many amazing things and you think we we really don't know how the human body works like it's such a complex thing with you know energy systems and microbes I was learning about the other week and how your the microbes in your gut affect um your mental well-being Uh, yeah I'm a massive believer in that I mean again I've had um issues with wheat and gluten like on and off throughout my life and Again, couldn't really get much help from the GP and I ended up having kinesiology for a really long time and I haven't, I've been like so much better since having that. Crazy, Um, isn't it? And she actually, she, my, the lady I saw, she um, recommended me a lot of flower remedies, funny enough. Oh, I love a flower um, remedy. Yeah, so I was like, oh, well, all the flowers and plants, they come back to that's me. That's really cool. So I've been, and that's actually something I would love to learn as well. I was going to say, so how, what's the difference between an essential oil and a flower remedy? So flower remedies um, come from the actual flower of that mm-hmm. plant, if that makes sense, um, and are not necessarily they're like the alcohol part of the essence rather than the pure essence so it's a bit it's less concentrated yeah and that's why you can drink them yeah yeah Yeah. so you add them to water you don't just squig from the bottle no no no. (laughs) i mean yeah so it it, there's probably quite a few principles that are the same as essential oils 
Um, but yeah, again, I just find all that fascinating and herbology. I'd love to learn that as well. How is that different? How's herbology? So herbs is then, um, because obviously you're just using the dried herb a lot of the time or sometimes fresh. Um, and obviously then they're not concentrated. They're not in oil form. So you would be, I suppose, that then becomes a bit more like, it would be more prescriptive, mm-hmm. I suppose. So, yeah, it's slightly different. Amazing. But, you know, there are so many ways that essential oils and herbs work really well together. Yeah. Um, particularly, you know, if you're making ointments and tonics and stuff for people's skin, um, skin conditions and things like, um, you know, a blend of herbs with a carrier oil and essential oils would just be so powerful so that's definitely future me (laughs) I love your absolute insatiable quest for information and learning I think that's amazing really cool quality to have thanks yeah I do feel like every day I'm like constantly like oh I didn't know that did that or I've got like mammoth collection of aromatherapy books that I just endlessly got my head in so um and all marked up with all these post-it notes but yeah um I just find it all so fascinating I love it so yeah and I just I don't think you can know enough about it like you say we don't know yeah there's always something about the body so you know and I think you know some of these plants that you work with you might get five or six different types of oil from the plant wow yeah so um you know and they all do completely different things so that's just like there's endless things that you can learn about that so yeah I mean I will continue my quest to learn as much as I can but yeah it's mad so I feel like this is proper ancient wisdom as well I feel like our ancestors would have just yeah not just known this stuff because obviously you're not born with knowledge like that but it would have been part of their everyday life yeah so there's there's quite a lot of um you know history that has documented the use of essential oils like thousands and thousands of years ago um mainly it was always quite an indulgent thing or it was a medical thing um but yeah, it wasn't really until probably the last couple of hundred years that it was like more of a Western thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose it it's then... more um, industrialised now, right? So yeah, exactly. it's easier to create larger batches yeah, with so, machines. Yeah, and I think people didn't really start documenting like the physical effects they were seeing of the uses of oils till a few hundred years ago. So then that's when people started saying, oh, you know, actually, I, um, you know, lavender oil helped get rid of scars. So once that was documented, then, yeah, suddenly the use of lavender was, you know, mm-hmm. growing because people are, oh, great, that's great for scars. So um, That's so specific. I never thought about that, like how you can actually affect the physical skin. Because I always think of essential oils as being um, more of an emotional yeah um, no. so tall yeah so I always 
try, try and explain it is it's like three levels so you would yeah you can use them on an emotional level so they can be really good for stress and anxiety or depression or to uplift your mood or you know all those sorts of things right through to helping your libido um, and then physically you know they can help with you know um skin ailments scars anti-aging you know dandruff hair you know all sorts of stuff but then also once they've penetrated your skin the things that they can do inside as well is another level so you know um you know things like you know the citrus fruits are really detoxifying so they'll help you know your liver function well and some oils are really good for um, your kidneys and again there's just such a complex range of things you can do so that's why I always love to see my clients and get that blend for them that day because it might be that someone one week is just you know had a really rubbish week at work and they just want something really lovely and pampering which will you know bring their stress levels down so that's great so you can choose oils that will help you know do that internally but also mentally yeah and then they might come back a month later um when they've been really unwell they might have had a cold or something and they actually just want something to really help flush that out and then you do something that will really help detoxify from the inside so um yeah you can just do so much so yeah it's brilliant love it so cool Thank you so much for coming and chatting to us. I've learned uh, like the most amazing amount of stuff and I am now oh, super keen to go, <laughs> go and get a blend and get you to Yay. some uh, candles and stuff. Oh, what's, so what's the difference? One question that I didn't, didn't ask. What's the difference between um, your manifesting candle and your intention setting candle? So, I don't mean technically but I mean like how would you use them so intention setting is obviously at the new moon and you sit down with your new moon ritual and your journal and your meditation and your bit of yoga if you're me and yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was gonna say that sounds like bliss yeah, yeah. amazing um, um yeah or like the actually the intention candle came from two places it was a new moon but it was also a new year Ah, and I thought, oh, you know, other than the new moon, when when might be people encouraged to set intentions? And I kind of liked the idea of it being New Year, and not calling it a New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is a really yeah. nice time to set some intentions for the year that you can kind of check in on on your new moons. Yeah. Um. So for me, it was really about, um, you know, maybe making that idea of setting intentions a bit more digestible for people yeah um and like you were saying a bit more of a ritual whereas the manifesting candle is completely different blend um and those oils um are very much about clarity visualization um whereas the intention ones are more about grounding and focus so they do have two different jobs to do, I think. But yeah, and I think um, if you're manifesting, you're probably 
um, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like if you're you really want to sit down and dedicate some time to manifesting, you really know what you want. You know, yeah, yeah. That's what I want. That's what I'm gonna get. Whereas your intentions, I feel like for me, my intentions are always a bit looser. You know, yeah, um, yeah. It's, a, it's a bit more like I hate using the word goals, but you know, that's where I want to get to. Yeah. I'm, for me, my manifesting is like that's what I'm calling this in, and I want it now. Specific thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. So for my for my lunar practice, it'd be like the intention setting at the new moon. I usually um do something more loose as well like I choose to feel this or I choose to seek this or yeah. I, I choose so my intention for this cycle is I choose self-care and that can obviously manifest in a lot of different ways yeah um whereas by the time we get around to the full moon say I've kind of felt into that intention for a couple of weeks and I know a little bit more what that looks like specifically. Yeah. So I might light the manifestation candle, the manifesting candle at the full moon where I'm sat like, right, okay, I know what it is now. I want yeah. this thing and I'm going to sit and I'm going to, under the magic of the full moon, I'm going to call it in because that's what Yeah, the moon is and for. I love um, the idea of, um, yeah, doing the full moon with your candle and like writing a letter thanking the universe for getting you know whatever it is you're manifesting I love that because it's like I've already got it it really brings all those feelings out and that's exactly what you want and then um you know having having the candle burning while you're writing the letter that's for me like when I've got the, that time, yeah. I just love that. So I've got oh, some plans for the next full moon with that one. So cool. <laughs> and I love burning stuff on the full moon as well. So imagine writing exactly. the letter, setting it on fire with the candle, putting it into your burn bucket, which is nice and fire safe. Yeah. <laughs> your burn bucket <laughs> and then just watching it under the full moon. Oh, yeah. And obviously then it's out in the universe. Yeah. Ready to ready to come to you yeah yeah I love it yeah amazing oh I love what you're doing with central oil so much it's been so fun talking to you oh thank you so much thanks for having me on on your on your show on my show (laughs) what's your um instagram handle where can we find you to find how to buy your products and get in touch with you um so yeah it's at uh senses by sim um for instagram and um same for facebook and then yeah there will be a website soon which will just be um censusbysim.co.uk hopefully in the next few weeks fingers crossed so yeah so yeah and as you said i'm pretty good on instagram and we'll get back to people so yeah you are yeah you are you that's how I know what you've been doing as well you're, pretty, you're good at telling people and I love that it's nice it's like oh I'm making this counter I'm like I want one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you well hopefully yeah there's some as I said there's some new batches of stuff coming soon Yay. so perfect fab. well thanks so much it's been really lovely to speak to you and you take care babe thanks so much